0: Okay, so we pick up on and Amud uh, bet, and we still are discussing in the very uh, much uh, the suyas of uh, the the gifts uh, that that uh, we give a um, a slave, a, a Jewish slave, and uh, we'd we we'd, we'd come and we'd said uh, that. Um, uh, that you you give uh, we had a dispute uh, with regard to the following. It says the following are the slaves that you do give the severance gift. You do when they when they leave. Uh, you do give them a present on the way out. Uh, if he completes uh, his uh, six years uh, of, uh, of of servant uh, of of service and also the yovel uh, and one who leaves uh, through the death of the master and uh, a Jewish uh, a female. Um, uh, Jewish slave, uh, maid servant, she leaves uh, also via puberty, uh, and then we had a dispute about uh, one who runs away. Uh, Rebbe Meir says, if you run away, uh, you don't give, uh, give to him, but uh, if the one who just uh, comes and, and gets some money and buys himself out of it, you do give him a present, uh, and that uh, and that that was uh, Rebbe Meir's view. All right, and. Um, uh, we said like where did you learn it from and uh, it says uh, it, uh, there is a verse that says you, you you shouldn't send him and then it says when you do send him uh, that that's verses in, in Ray uh, where it says that uh, you have to uh, come along and give him all of that and you might think uh, we finished we discussed yesterday that, that also includes someone who runs away uh, and also through Gerion Kesef where he pays himself out of it and then it says when you send him free uh, from you which is sending uh, from you uh, uh, as well i.e. from you. Uh, it says that was we said, ex- excluding someone who runs away. If they're not sent away with you, uh, with your consent, really they brought themselves out. And uh, that's that's the the the, the one the Tanakhama, uh, uh, That's what we just finished saying. What we said yesterday, Rebimau, uh, Borach, and my neck in law You don't give a person who runs away because he just ran away. Uh, you don't give him presents on the way out. Uh, dein uh, not from you. However, you'd you say uh, meimcha uh, You, you uh, the one who uh you deduct money from uh we do give him a present uh because that uh, requires the master to agree so there is some form of consent uh, and now the Gemara asks about that uh by surely uh, the, the 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 jewish slave that runs away uh when you catch him he's required to come back and uh, finish the rest of his servants and then um, uh, you know, so, so once, once he's finishing his servant service, uh, after you catch him, surely uh, he's then entitled uh, to the gifts, uh, as we learned. Datania, uh, as we learned in uh, Abrata, surely with regard, how do you know that uh, a Hebrew servant, when you come along and you catch him uh, again, that he has to carry on and finish uh, his term of service to you, that six-year period. He works for you for six years. Okay that's it uh, and, and, and therefore not no, no less uh, than the full six years so that's it you can't just uh, have it cut uh, halfway through unless of course uh, there is your all right uh, which we'll discuss in a second um, maybe he's very sick what happens if he became sick uh, and and he can't work maybe he has to work in uh, the time that he was sick and couldn't work from you, uh, therefore, Talmud uh, Lomar it says, say uh, It says in the seventh year he has to leave. In other words, you can't keep the guy on and say, Listen, uh, you were sick uh, for um, you know a, a certain period of time. You kind of uh, don't, you don't get sick leave, uh, and uh, and there's no such concept uh, of sick leave in the Gomorrah. And therefore, uh, you know, if there's any days that you're sick, you might think that you'd have to work them back. Uh, and therefore, it says, No, in the seventh you have to. Uh, which means that uh, even if you haven't fully worked uh, six years. So, commenting on that, What are we talking about here? We're talking here about a case where the guy runs away and the yovel intervenes, okay? And therefore, he does not uh, complete uh, the six years of service because after all, uh, the the, the yovel comes along and frees him, as it frees all slaves. Uh, And therefore, as we said, that was the Yorval uh, that, that, uh, that we were going to discuss, and that's it. So now uh, he, therefore, doesn't come along. So he runs away, uh, and, and now you can't force him back because Yorval has uh, fully freed him. What might you have thought? Well, you might think that Yorval um uh, has has released him uh, so you might think that that is the same as uh, you yourself uh, send him away uh, by the master of law uh and therefore we shouldn't punish him uh and, says, and you might think that you would still have to give him his gifts uh, no uh, because once he's run away uh, he's uh, um yeah, he's he's given up on the right to get uh, the gift uh, back, okay? And it says, uh, So now, w- once we're uh, talking about that, we just go back to the sick thing. As we said, if the guy is sick, uh, still, uh, you don't make him work that in. Um, uh, and the Gemara says, What happens if the guy comes and uh, he's, he's sick, literally for all six years? Uh, and that's it, he just can't work for you. Uh, he just gets a sickness and he's sick for all six years. Vatanya, uh, we learned in the writer, So when it comes to. Uh, A six year period, what happens if he's sick Uh, for three years and then he worked for you uh, for three years? Uh, You don't have to, even in that case, he does not have to finish it off uh, because, as we said, that's it, he only goes free in the seventh. However, uh, what happens if he's sick? Uh, all six years, Chayev Lashlim. No, then he has to come and uh, uh, work for you uh, for the time period because you got zero value out of this guy, uh, and because he, there was no time uh, that he, he wasn't sick, and therefore uh, that you've uh, that, that that's not good. So then you'd have to come back and complete uh, six years over there. So I'm Rav Sheshit uh, said, listen. So you know, so uh, it, it it seems to be a contradiction uh, between uh, the first part where it seems to say uh, even if it uh, you know it, it lasted longer uh, than than uh, than, than uh, you know I mean even if it lasted the whole six years uh, and that's it. So now uh, Rav Sheishe just qualifies that uh, and says, listen. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, so really, what? Um, Uh, Rav Sheshit says, listen, uh, he can do small tasks like uh, sewing things, uh, needlework and sewing clothes, uh, so that's why you don't have to work uh, the extra time. Uh, even if he was sick uh, for all six years. Right? And that's why we say in the seventh year he goes free uh, in, in uh, w- you know, whatever happens. Because he did, he didn't do the work that the master would want him to do uh, but he did do uh, some work. Right, so now the commander says, seemingly there is still a contradiction. It says, uh, When you said he's sick for three and then he works for three, uh, he does not have to pay back. Uh, that seems to be uh you know you're choosing three uh, very carefully because that's the halfway mark okay so if it's 50 50%, percent uh 50 50 uh well then he doesn't have to finish hi uh, what about four years okay uh the implication is if you, you know if it's uh, three and three uh that's only half uh, and no more than that so therefore if it's something like four uh then uh, then he would have to come back and do it. So it says, "Ayma sefer bechalakoshech." Uh, if he's sick for all six years, chayav uh, Then he's he's liable uh, to, um, to to fulfill. He has to come back and uh, redo all those six years. Uh, uh, the implication from that, you know, it's only it's hundred percent if he's t- if he's sick. All the time, uh, then he doesn't have to, th- then he has to repay it back. Hi, but if he's only uh, sick for a period, for example, four years, ain't uh, lashlim. So uh, the, the, the brighter contains contradictory inferences uh, over here, and that's, that's why, you know. So which way do we look at it? So the Gemara answers, hachikamah. No this is the way you read the brata ba nase Kamisha lashlim the first part of the brata uh, is the one that we infer from and we say uh, that if a guy uh, up to 50% we say listen you don't have to pay anything back but more than 50% uh, for example uh, four out of six years which is 66% uh, anything more than that as if he's uh, uh, been sick uh, the whole time we say uh, essentially i suppose rubo kokulo and he would have to work uh, that time back, okay, and uh, and is required uh, to complete uh, all that all that uh, that sick. Uh, time that he was, so he'd have to complete an extra four years. Right, so now, uh, going back, as we said uh, at the beginning of the year, we dealt a little bit with this yesterday, but now we're going to uh, all the details uh, of it. Okay, so now, Tanur uh, Kama Manikin Law, how much uh, do you give uh, the slave uh, once you free him? Okay, Khamash uh, Salim, Mikol Min Vimin, you give him uh, 15, uh, five seller, uh, of each and every type uh, of uh, of um, uh, thing that is mentioned in the verse okay and uh, and that's it So it says you have to give him so uh, out of the verse so now the the the, the verse quotes uh it, it's in Pashatra uh, and uh, it's verse uh, chapter 15 in Bamedbar, uh and it's verse uh, number uh you know four 14 and as we said remember there were three different places uh, where the Torah talks about slave one is in Pashat mishpatim uh, in exodus where uh, one is in Parshat Bahar in uh, Vayikra and the, th- the third place uh, is in Parshat R'ay uh, in, uh, in, in Devarim. Okay, so now we're quoting Dvarim uh, and, and the whole the whole um uh, uh, verses, uh, th- actually let's go to verse 13, I'll just quote it, uh, when you send him away from you, you're not allowed to, uh, don't send him uh, away empty handed, uh, you have to right? that's a double expression, we'll get back to that in a second uh, right? you give him uh, from three things, you have to give him uh, from Uh, your flock, uh, your threshing floor, i.e. some grain, and also from your wines, uh, your your cellar. Okay? That Hashem has blessed you, uh, you have to come and give him. So I just quoted uh, the verse uh, in Bamidbar. All right, uh, and uh, according to uh, Div Rebbe Meir, uh, Rebbe Meir says, Israel uh, Salim." Uh, in other words, five, uh, five types from your uh, your your uh, your flock, your your grain, and your wine. Uh, as we said, the three different types of things that are mentioned over there, uh, and that's and therefore So Rabbi Meir says uh, that equals five, five and five uh, equals fifteen. Salam uh, says, "Divrei Rabbi Meir." That's what Rabbi Meir says. Rabbi Yehuda no. Uh, Shloshim, you have to give him uh, the amount of 30 shekels. All right, Uh, where does he get that from? Shloshim sheleved. That's like the the 30 shekels of the fine that is paid for a slave. Uh, And that goes back to another verse in Mishpatim uh, where it says if uh, an ox of yours kills a Canaanite slave, uh, you have to pay uh, the owner 30 shkalim. Uh, for for to to recompense uh, as a reco- uh, as compensation uh, for that. All right, it, um, all right. So now Rabbi Shimon Amar, um, a third opinion. Rabbi Shimon says, Kamishim. Uh, Kamishim. uh And uh, Rabbi Shimon says, uh, "You have to give him fifty shekelim, uh, the same the same way uh, as we learn in the last chapter in VaYikra." Uh, about where a person vows his value to the Beit HaMikdash and actually uh, the maximum amount is between, for a person, a male between 20 and 60 uh, gets 50 shkalim. Other things, other people, you know, other uh, ages get less, a woman uh, would get correspondingly less, uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, because they you know uh, uh, considered uh, unable you know less able to work maybe and stuff like that not as strong as a man anyway a person says my value uh, it's a fixed thing based on age and gender uh, and thats that is that all right so now. Uh, that is the largest amount. Uh, the 50 shkalim is the largest amount. All right, so now, um, uh, a woman in that same age bracket would, would only get 30 shkalim, for example. All right, so now we've got three different opinions. Rabbi Meir says 15, Rabbi Huda says 30, and Rabbi Shimon says 50. Okay, Amamar, um, um, uh, so now, uh, um, uh, we, we comment on that. We call men for men. You have to give him three types of every type. So now we quote Rabbi Meir's opinion. Only. Uh, says, you have to give him five from each type, the, 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 the flock, the grain, and the wine, uh, and that is 15 uh, slime. That is Rabbi Meir's opinion. So now Rabbi Meir, minyana ata Rabbi Meir is just reminding us of some, uh, you know, some grade one or I don't know what, what grade it is, uh, but young, uh, young kids' maths. You know, five times three is fifteen. Surely we could have worked that out ourselves. You know, why, why if he says five of each type, uh, then then that's it. So so why, why does he have to tell us that five times three is fifteen? This is what he's coming to tell us. Um, no, it means that you can't give him less uh, than the total amount, i.e., 15. Uh, uh, but if he gives him minyana, uh, mina, He says, no, you have to give him minimum 15 um, that uh, that, that, you, that you give him. Uh, but if you give him, uh, for example, uh, six, five, and four, uh, then that that also works. You know, six, six, and three. Uh, that, that, you know, all of them, as long as it adds up uh, to 15, you don't have to give them exactly five, five, and five, as long as it adds up uh, to uh, 15. Then, then that's fine, according to Rebbe Mayer. So now, my timer to Rebbe Mayer. What is the opinion of Rebbe Mayer? And... Um, uh, and the opinion of Remy is, is, is uh, as follows. Uh, right. uh, it says, you're not allowed to send him away. Empty. Remember, we'd quoted that verse. It says, you're not allowed to send him away. Empty. Uh, I with, with nothing. Uh, and it says, also, there's another uh, verse. Uh, when it comes to B'chor, uh, it says, um, uh, there is um, the the firstborns, you know, all the firstborns of your son, uh, you have to redeem. And it says, no one uh, should uh, come in front of me empty. Uh, That—that's a verse uh, from Kitisa. It's—it's uh, it's, it's verse uh, 34 uh and uh n- number 20 uh 3420 uh comes and 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 uh yeah, is 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 the following uh and uh, it it says petty chamor tiftah but say you should redeem i petty chamor with the save lotiftah of to ko baho banaha o the the firstborns of your sons tiftah uh, you should redeem before your penira come you should not uh, uh, come in front of me uh, empty handed so now the, the simple meaning of that uh, you know, is uh, also going to be talking about uh, coming in front of me when you when you come up uh, to the Beta Migdash. So we'll just bear that in mind because that will come up a bit later. All right, so he used the word rakam, uh, rakam, and he says the same way, halan uh, uh, so too the way over there, uh, we learn out five salaim uh, when you redeem your firstborn. Uh, it says that is afkan uh, So to hear uh, the word rakam, uh, you're not allowed to send him out empty handed, you have to give him five. And then there were three types, Migarnacha y Mikvecha I mean uh Mitsonacha, Migarnacha Mik Mikvekah, as we quote so therefore uh, that is uh, five of each type. It says, Well maybe the aima Khamey Salimikula. maybe it's only five Salim uh, from all of them. Uh, and, uh, and the Gemara says, listen, uh, uh, then it would be uh, fine. But the way it's written now, uh, it says, and then, uh, that's the way the reading of the passage. If it had said it at the end, uh, just just once, uh, uh, then uh, you, that that would be, as you said, that may be five salim uh, of all three, uh, I mean, uh, it, in, including all three types. But now, hashta, titiv, reikam, beresha, it wrote reikam before it wrote the three different types. Shadi, reikam, vetsonecha, reikam, agornecha, reikam, miyakvecha. right? Uh, uh, so you, you, you spread it around, you make sure uh, that it applies uh, to each one of those. Right, so now... Um, And that uh, that that, uh, is is that. And now, and the Gemara says, "Well, hold on one sec. Uh, and as we said, surely we should learn out uh, empty and empty uh, from the, uh, um, uh, the, the 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 context, because it says, you're not allowed to appear before me uh, empty-handed, right? You're not allowed to come empty-handed. And what is that talking about? As we mentioned, uh, that uh, when we say, you're not allowed to appear in front of Hashem empty-handed, that means uh, uh, coming up for Ali Allah uh, for coming up for the three pilgrimage festivals, uh, and it says, and uh, we know uh, that you have to bring in Allah, uh, what's known is uh, We learned a lot about this in Chagiga, uh, where we said about that, it says, Amakra, Hashem Baracha, Hashem Right, so in, in front of that, the, 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 that burnt offering, uh, it, you know, there, there's, there's some discussion uh, whether that's got a minimum value or not. Um, some opinions say that it is too ma, uh, some opinions say listen, well maybe it's you know, any value so you, maybe it's got no fixed value. Uh, and the Gemara says no, it's that Hashem has blessed you, which means uh, that you give uh, a nice amount. Alright, uh, that is all Rabbi Meir's opinion, who fixed it at 15, and we've, we've seen his derivation. Moving on to the second one in the Bracha, Rabbi Hudomay. Uh, Rabbi Huda says, uh, 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 The 30 shekels, uh, like the fine, uh, paid to an eved, and that's an eved knani. Uh, that uh, it gets killed, a, a, a non Jewish a Canaanite slave uh, that an ox kills, uh, the master has to pay as uh, compensation 30 uh, shkalim. My time at Rabbi what is reason Rabbi He learns it out uh, from uh, a, a discussion uh, with an Eved. He says the same way, uh, and this is also uh, actually as it happens in Parshat uh, Mishpatim, it says. Um, uh, that it, it says in, in it's chapter 21, uh, verse uh, 32. Uh, what is that talking about? That says, I'll just quote you the verse as well. Uh, right? If the ox goes along and gores uh, this Canaanite male or female servant, uh, you have to give, the owner has to give 30 uh, shkalim, and you have to then stone the ox. Okay? A goring ox, you have to come along and stone it. All right. Uh, that, that's what he it says, it says the same way, uh, and it says netina, uh, and it says uh, That uh, is, is the same way over there uh, is talking about giving him 30. It's so the same way here. Uh, you have to give this guy 30. The Gomorrah says, hold on one sec. Uh, but what about giving? Uh, when it says giving uh, with regard to uh, these valuations, as we mentioned, the erichin, uh is the last chapter in Vayikra, uh, chapter twenty-seven in Vayikra, and, uh, and 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 when it says uh, the, the same way over there, chapter twenty-seven, uh, verse twenty-three, uh, I'll just quote you um, uh, that, that that verse as well. Uh, the quayin has to value uh, if you consecrate, and there's is talking uh, not about uh, in general valuation. They're talking about a field uh, that, uh, that you have to uh, value. And it says the choir has to come along. Uh, and he comes along and he establishes value. And he says he has to give it. So we see there's a giving and giving. Uh, that why, so why don't you use? And, and we would already said uh, you have to give him. Uh, the 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 Eved as well. So we got giving uh, mentioned uh, three times. Uh, you know, and and because uh, uh, it says, just quoting the Eved verse again. Uh, it says you have to uh, Right, you have to give him. So we see giving is mentioned. Uh, three times with a slave, okay, uh, which is what we're talking about here, and then also with uh, uh talking about a value uh, that, that is determined, and then also a third time uh, with uh, the slave uh, that is killed, the Canaanite slave uh, that is killed. So it mentions uh, giving three times, okay, and that's it. So the Gomorrah... Questions Rabbi Huda, uh, and says, Listen, uh, why don't you learn N'Tinna N'Tinna uh, from Arachin? That uh, the, the chapter where it talks about Arachen, Ma Halan Chameshim, And now, the same way, we established that uh, when you value a human being, uh, you go according to the maximum value. Afkan uh, Chamishim. So, why do you use 30? Why don't you use 50? Uh, the same way. Uh, as uh, Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Uh, and, and that's it. And then the Gomorrah answers two, uh, two answers. He uh, says, listen, uh, rather take less. If you try to grab too much, uh, you're going to fail to grab even uh, a little bit. You try to grab too much, you'll drop everything. All right? If you try, take a little bit, uh, then... Uh, you'll, you'll manage uh, to, to get that little bit. In other words, there are two ways uh, which to, to work out uh, the, uh, the amount. Uh, it says you're not sure which way to go. Uh, you don't say you take the large amount, rather, take the small amount, uh, and then you'll be sure of that. You'll be sure that you can uh, manage that. And moreover, Eved me Eved, have a le le Malef Right, and he says, uh, as a slave from a slave, you should learn. Yes, one's a Jewish slave and one's a Canaanite slave, but the other one has got nothing to do. Uh, The other one is a free person. Uh, If a free person gives his value, uh, then, you know, it's got no connection to slaves. All right. Uh, so uh, it applies to everyone, I suppose, even even slaves as well, if you give an Erech. So it applies generally. All right, so now that is uh, Rabbi Huda's opinion, where he learns it from, uh, and, uh, and that's it. Thirdly, uh, now we learn Rabbi Shimon, Umay. Rabbi Shimon, was the third opinion, uh, he says, uh, uh, The 50 shekels, like the 50 shekels uh, that when you donate your value to the Beit HaMikdash, and that was an adult male between 20 and 60, as we said. Uh, the Gemara says, My time at Shimon. What's Rebbe Shimon's rationale? Uh, as we said, uh, he uses that, that same verse, which we're not going to repeat, the giving and giving, uh, the same way. Uh, the same way over there, it talks about fifty uh, So, to yeah, uh, in the case of uh, of giving your slave, uh, you have to, to you would give him fifty. And the Gemara says, Well listen." Uh, why does it give uh, the largest thing? I think why you know why don't you uh, pay the smallest valuation? I think that's a, a child uh, between five and twenty, a, a, a girl uh, which is only three. Uh, you know, a seller. Uh, why, why do you use uh, the lowest amount? Uh, no, your answer is listen, we use the highest valuation, which is 50 shikalim. Uh Okay, so why don't you use the smallest, which would be three? Uh, it says, uh, that Hashem has blessed you uh, that you should give. So it's, a, it's an, it, an idea that you should give, uh, that you must give a nice amount. Uh, could That's part of the verse uh, where it says that you should. Um, Give this guy a, uh, a nice amount. Uh, so the Gemara says, well, surely, why don't you go back and use the same source that Rabbi Yehuda has used? Uh, and you should derive uh, thirty from there. And also, uh, the Gemara, uh, you know, uh, adds on the reasons uh, that, it, that it had said uh, previously, and it reinforces that. You know, on the one hand, it's got the advantage of being a smaller round, so if you don't, it's not like grabbing a lot. Large amount and then you fail to grab it, uh, it says uh, that, that you could get the smaller amount rather and that makes more sense um, and you know one is learning a slave from a slave, a Hebrew slave versus a Canaanite slave as opposed to Erechin which are general. So it kind of just reinforces the question uh, from the way Rabbi Yudah uh, defended himself last time. Uh, says, uh, Rabbi Shimon, Micha, Micha Gamar. Rabbi Shimon derives, it says, Micha, uh, and then also, you know, as. as um, uh, yeah, and and with regard to to the valuations, uh, wh- when it comes along and says that uh, the the valuations, uh, the, the also there's there's one more pasuk. Uh, there's been a lot of Psukim uh, over here, and uh, and uh, but you know we will uh, uh, you know it's almost almost done because uh, that 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 is what uh, when it talks about um, the, uh, the 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 value uh, over there. What, what uh, if if it says if he's too poor uh, for to pay the valuation, uh ki uh, we say, if he's too poor for the valuation, and the kohane comes along and says, listen, he can't pay it, uh, we'll give him a discount. That, that is talking about the Erechin. And then uh, the other parasha that, that it talks about, this is in parsha Bahar now, uh, going back to Bahar, the other one was Bechukotai. Uh, it says, uh, the, the, the verse says, it says, if your brother is too poor, uh, it says that, uh, it's verse 39, chapter 25, uh, it says, Ki imach. Alright, if your brother becomes too pure uh, poor 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 all right so that's it so so now uh, so that that's where he learns it from uh, and that is that okay so he says I learn a, a Gezer Shava uh, from there uh, if your brother uh, talking about a brother which is a Jewish slave uh, he says that 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 is that all right so now um, uh, you know, I think we've more or less got to, through all the verses. Uh, anyway, uh, so that, those are all three uh, uh, rabbis, uh, Rabbi Meir, uh, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. So, so now we analyse each of them independently. We say we can understand, Rabbi Meir, uh, we can understand, he says, flock uh, and, uh, you know, from your flock, from your uh, grain and from your winepress. Okay, uh, th- so he learns out that, that it, 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 5, 5 and 5 and 15. Uh, so it says Vahai, uh, Ella, Rabbi Huda Rabbi Shimon. But what about the other two opinions? Uh, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon? why does it mention uh, specifically those three areas uh, of, uh, of that you have to give the guy uh, no we need it for the following brighter uh, you might think that you only give him uh, from the flock uh, your grain and your wine okay what happens if you want to give him a, 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 a couch or something like that you know who knows uh, what you want to give him you want to give him a uh, a dining room table, uh, or something like that, so a bed, uh, how do you know uh, that includes everything because uh, the, uh, it says whatever Hashem has blessed you so it kind of comes along and expands it, that's part of the end of that verse uh, why does it specify uh, those three, your flock your wine and your grain uh, to come along and teach you to come along and teach you Shi'ashan uh, uh, bracha. To say the flock, uh, the wine, and the grain uh, are included in blessing. In other words, they grow and they uh, multiply. Afkull shi'ashan bichal You might think that uh, only things, uh, anything that uh, that that. Um, uh, you know that, that increases uh, can be given uh, as as the thing Michal uh, Bracha Yatzak Safim. What would that exclude? That would exclude money, uh, which doesn't increase uh, by itself. Do Rabbi Shimon. That's what Rabbi Shimon says. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov Yatza Yatzah uh, excludes mules, uh, which cannot reproduce, uh, and that's it. So now Rabbi Shimon Praydot Mashapkin B'Gufay. And Rabbi Shimon, why doesn't he ex- exclude mules? He says no, even mules. It uh, says you could feed, you could feed them up and fatten them up, and their bodies grow. Rabbi Yaakov, why does he, uh, you know, why does he exclude? Um, why doesn't he exclude money? Eska. No, he says you could put money to work, uh, and the money does grow if you invest it uh, in a, um, a, a good. Uh, a good business, uh, the money does grow. Okay, Utsrika, and we have to mention, uh, therefore, all three of them. Uh, it says, If you'd only written that you give it from your flock, in You might think that it has to be a living item as opposed to uh, just uh, something that grows from the ground, i.e. Um, uh, uh, grain or oil, okay, uh, you know, uh, olives and stuff. Uh, it says, you might think, so you might think not, so therefore wrote that. So that's why I wrote the word Gorin. Uh, I um, agricultural stuff. have if you only written Gorin, you would have said only something that grows from the ground. But you can't give me any animals because animals don't grow from the ground. That's why you wrote So now Why does it say with wine? Uh, you know, why do you need wine? In all of that, Surely you could have derived it from the other two. Lamar uh, according to Rabbi Shimon, that says According to Shimon, that excludes money. Uh, and the other one, it says, it says uh, excludes a mule as well. Oh, Tana It says, that you give him uh, from all these things that Hashem has blessed you. and Beit, Beit, You might think that uh, it's, it's if your house has been uh, done. Um, you know, blessed through you, my uh, law. Then you would come along and uh, and enrich him afterwards, and you give him the severance presents. Law uh, The guy was a nice guy, but he was a complete klutz. He messed things, he broke things, uh, and stuff like that. law. Uh, therefore, you wouldn't have to come and uh, uh, enrich him as he leaves. You wouldn't have to give him the severance pay. Uh, therefore, the verse comes along. tanik. Uh, double expression of uh, you should uh, surely, uh, you know, give him. Uh give him the severance pay uh the double thing uh over here. Uh Mikoma in any way uh that you can. Uh it says uh Im Kane, Matomoloma Ashebracha, uh it me yeah does it say then that you give him how call of it. Okay, so uh, what we're saying is that uh, what does it mean, Asher barakachah, that uh, you did he bless you? So if you were blessed uh, in general, still you give him. So even though he was uh, uh, not the best worker, uh, then uh, you still have to give him. And if you were more blessed in general, uh, then you give him a little bit more. Uh, Rabbi Yezreel Nazaria uh, comes along and says, Listen, uh, it says the words are as they are written. Uh, In other words, it's all performance-based. If your house was blessed because of him, uh, manikin law, then you give him uh, a lot. Uh, It says law, nitparek bait big law, ain't manikin law. No, but if he was uh, a guy that, uh, you know, was was lazy, uh, no good, he caused you losses, etc., then you are entitled not to give him uh, any severance gift. You are entitled, you know, it's all uh, based. Uh, you know, like a bonus uh, at the end of the time. If the guy didn't perform, uh, then he doesn't get a bonus. Uh, so what, how does he, why does he deal with the double expression? Uh, it says from there, Sometimes the Torah just speaks in, uh, in the normal language of people. Okay, and then that's it. Just, uh, there's no special emphasis uh, on those words. All right. Uh, now moving on uh, a little bit, uh, we say Tana Rabanin, Still, we're talking about this Ebed every every. Uh, it says this uh, every etaben. Uh, this this Hebrew slave comes along and serves the son. Vain etabat. Ever if uh, if he, if the, if the, uh, the, the the father dies, the son takes over. Uh, that's great. So ever if the guy if the father uh, if the uh, the master that dies, doesn't have sons, uh, and he's only got a daughter, and the daughter inherits the, uh, the, the property, then uh, he doesn't serve the daughter, he goes free. Okay, um, and now uh, Amravria, uh, if she's a female servant, a Jewish servant, uh, doesn't serve neither the male, uh, uh, any, any son or daughter. Uh, and this is, she just goes free. Uh, Nilsa. Uh, what happens if uh, uh, if the person is a nirta, uh, you know, if, he, if he was, his ear was bored to the door, uh, and pierced, uh, it says, and also uh, one that was sold to a Jew. Also, again, same as a woman, uh, uh, She doesn't serve neither the son uh, nor the, the, the daughter if uh, the master dies. Uh, and that's it. Okay. Uh, and that's it. Okay, so we've quoted uh, these three different things. Uh, uh, and Evad uh, Evri serves the son but not the daughter. Uh, and now we say, listen, the son and not the daughter. How do we know uh, such a thing? There's got to be uh, proof for you. We learn in the writer, He should work for you uh, for six years. Uh, for you, uh, for you, but not for uh, any type of. Um, uh, uh an heir, so it he doesn't uh, he doesn't serve anyone it says <laughs> uh, me you know so, so to, to you and not to any e. heir. Uh, why no not ben you include uh, the sun in that? if he doesn't serve anyone else uh, except the master himself uh, then he shouldn't even serve the sun uh, but then uh, that that parasha was that that uh, pasuk was from pashatra the first one uh, chapter 15 verse 12 and yeah but then it says he should work for six years and doesn't say he should work for you uh, for six years uh, and that's a in, in a verse in parashat mishpatim in exodus 21 verse 2 so it says so it says he should serve for six years even uh, the son so it says uh, so what do I do uh, that, uh, that you know, how do I keep that he should um I mean, his son is stated, so then how do you say he should serve you six years means that he should uh, 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 he should serve you uh, for, for, for six years so it means he serves the son uh, and not uh, anyone any other uh, um, heir. Over there. So even if it was, if it was a daughter, if the guy didn't have sons, uh, then he wouldn't serve the daughter. Okay, so that we kind of derive from the fact that it says Abdachah uh, in the one verse and it says, uh, without any uh, who he should serve. Right, and we derive, therefore, it's the son. Uh, and the Gemara says, You've come along and included a son, and come along, for example, if a brother uh, would take over and inherit the, uh, the, 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 the estate, uh, why do you say he has to serve the son, he doesn't serve the brother? And the Gomorrah answers I will include the son, why come takadaviv because the son stands in the place of his father uh, for in two ways with uh, withud uh, uh, okay, and as we 've seen uh, we discussed i think we'll discuss it much more uh, still, but Yeud uh, is the situation whereby uh, the slave woman is bought, the uh, Hebrew slave woman is bought, and if they decide uh, at a certain point during the time of uh, her servitude that uh, instead of uh, making her work anymore uh, she'll get married to either the father uh, and uh, but it could be uh, the son as well so even the son uh, could take uh, this woman as a wife okay, and that that is that, so he stands in place of his father, so he's switchable either he or his father uh, can marry this uh, Hebrew slave and also, uh, if you redeem a field that was consecrated by your father, uh, it's considered as though the father himself had redeemed it which means uh, the field stays in the family Uh, when it comes to Yovel it doesn't go out of the family uh, the same way a normal consecrated field uh, would be if someone else would have redeemed it from Hectish, uh, it would actually uh, belong uh, to, to him uh, that 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 person that redeemed it from Hektesh, uh, uh when Yehovah rolled along. Okay, so that is the the two expressions that we say, The son is in place of the father in those two things. So the Gomorrah says, Adaraba, surely you should go the other way. kam No, surely the the brother is very powerful because he stands in the place uh, of his brother when it comes to yibum. Okay, uh, so that's something the son can't do. Uh, And the Gemara says, listen, the whole point of Yibum is where there's no son. Uh, So because the the son uh, is there's no son, that's why the brother is entitled to step in. But it says, if there is a son, uh, uh, then there is no Yibum by definition because it's got a brother has to die. The brother has to die without a child. If there is a child, uh, the brother loses all power. Uh, so the government says ok well maybe you know you would, you would give uh, that, that explanation but what about a more simple one if it wasn't for such a thing uh, would you say the brother is stronger but surely surely, surely all we had which was basically we would just look at it and we say listen it's a two against one uh, there are two things we said uh, with regard to Yahud and the as well as the, the, the uh, redeeming the ancestral field so that's two versus the one of the brothers. Surely you just say two beats one, even without uh, uh, you know the the, the fact that Yibum uh, loses out if there is no son. Uh, so therefore, the Gemara says, nami All right, so, uh, because uh, the the fact is, with an ancestral field, we go through a similar type of derivation. Because uh, in the case of, of, of uh, when it talks about Yibum, only the um, uh, only the son um uh you know we worked it out the same way uh, there is no yibum when there's, when there's a son uh, the same thing same way uh, is that redeeming the field uh, the the, the son takes the father redeeming the field as well and it says uh, All right, so in the case where there's no son all right so the, that's it essentially it's a one and one argument uh, and because the day also happens if if you have to redeem the field uh then it's uh, it's the son who stands in his place and uh, all right so that is uh, a similar type of derivation all right uh, moving on uh, to the next part of the brighter'm uh, but this uh, female servant uh, neither serves the son nor the daughter Minani uh, where do you know that from? Amarav um, uh, Rabbi Peda. Uh, Rabbi Padah says, uh, The verse says, Also, to your maid uh, you should do uh, the same. In other words, give her uh, gifts as well. Uh, it says, "Yiksha akatov el uh, and also it says it, it compares a, uh, a Hebrew uh, Jewish maidservant the same way to uh, the nitsa doesn't serve uh, the son neither the son nor the daughter so she serves neither the son nor the daughter okay so now what we have to do is it really true uh, that the maidservant um, comes along and uh, uh, you know, and, and your maid servant should do the same. Uh, what is that teaching us about that? Uh, surely, uh, that's teaching us how uh, we comes on. I mention it uh, outside, you know, but uh, I said that uh, actually this was teaching us uh, that you give her presents, you give her severance gifts on the way out uh, as well. So when she's finished, surely you give her that. And the Gemara says, listen, so maybe you should, you know, you saying it's only to, if it's only to give uh, the presents or is it teaching us the, comparing her <laughs> to Ritzia okay, when it comes to the Nutza it says if the slave in male form uh, would say to you if in other words the, the slave should say to law, Amar via, and not talking about a female slave Amor so therefore we'd say uh, that uh, the piercing uh, is already uh, done over there so therefore uh, hi. Ma uh, So therefore, what must I do about uh, the And uh, to, do you have to do the same to ama? La uh, to come along and teach her uh, that, uh, that that you have to give her uh, these severance gifts. You have to give her presents. Then im uh, la You should have said uh, you should give her ama tase why does I have to use the extra word tase? Uh, you should do You actually learn two things uh, from there. She doesn't uh, serve the sun, and also uh, she's given. Um, uh, gifts, okay. and Now, just going. The uh, Nirtza, Timachay Ben Right, the Nirtza, because we compared uh, this woman, uh, this the female uh, slave, uh, Jewish slave, to the Nirtza, and we say the same way the newsa uh, doesn't serve the son or daughter. But now we have to find the source uh, for the Nirtza. So here it is, okay. Uh, it says uh, Nierca, uh How do you know? Uh, ben, Loetabat. Uh, how do you know that? It's I don't know. It was no uh, uh, the marshal should take uh, pierce his ear uh, with this matah the sharp all uh, uh, and it says and he will work for him forever it means uh, uh, him uh, only him the master and not his son or daughter um, uh, and how do you know also the, the fourth thing in the writer uh, was if you sold him to a non-jew how do you know that he also doesn't serve the son or the daughter says <laughs> Uh, you should come along and reckon, uh, you do a reckoning uh, do a cheshbon uh, do some type of calculation with the master in order to buy him out uh, which means for him, with him you will do a cheshbon with a calculation but not uh, with his heirs, uh, either his son or the daughter and now once we're talking about that uh, move on into discussion uh, from uh, from a Torah law, uh, a non-Jew would inherit uh, property from his his own father. Because uh, uh, it says you should reckon with the purchaser, but not with his heirs. So we see there is a law uh, in Yorshay uh, It implies uh, that he does have heirs. In other words, uh, there is a law of inheritance uh, with non-Jews uh, from father to son. I know Torah. Uh, Suffering. However, uh, from the Torah, if a, if a person converts, uh, he wouldn't really inherit uh, property from his biological father, because uh, as we mentioned yesterday, he's as if he's uh, completely uh, severed all relationships, he's like a newborn baby, uh, and therefore, uh, but however, the rabbis uh, allow it from a rabbinic perspective. Uh, why? uh Dani, as we learnt in the mission, a mission, a in Dama. Uh Gar uh Vnokri Shioshu at uh uh Aviyam uh Nokri. So what happens if there is a a non-Jewish family, uh, a father and two sons. Uh, the father and the one son uh, stay non-Jewish, and the one son uh, goes off the derech, as it were, and converts to Judaism, right? He becomes the black sheep of the family, uh, and he converts, okay, uh, to Judaism. Uh, and now they inherit, the father dies, and now uh, you've got a brother who's non-Jewish. This uh, uh, this convert can turn around to his non-Jewish brother and say, out uh, you take the the idols and i'll take the money you know once we're splitting up the estates i'll take the money uh, and because uh, the main thing here is that you can't benefit from idols okay so that's why uh, you take the money I'll t- i mean i'll take the money you take the idols so yain you take the idolatrous uh, poor to labated wine uh padot sorry and i'll take the produce okay as long as it hasn't come into his domain and then you're doing a swap with him uh, you're allowed to divide everything with your brother's So the brother uh, inherits uh, the items that are forbidden for Jews. Uh, mishebo, uh, rushut, uh, asur, however, if it's already come into his possession uh, somehow, uh, then you can't do it because that's like benefiting from idol worship. Because like you're swapping things uh, that uh, are forbidden to get benefit from and you actually are benefiting from them. So uh, if you would say uh, that he inherited from a dorata perspective, uh, uh, you know, even if he wouldn't yet have inherited it, it's as if he would have inherited it, you know, when he does, when he comes along and do to clarify Avodah Zora, who the uh, Kashako. Really, what he's doing? If he would have inherited from the Torah, uh, it's like he's thereby he's swapping things that have already come into his possession uh, on a dorata level, and that wouldn't be allowed. Uh, and that's like swapping and getting benefits from idol worship as well. Because when the father died, he had a he had a 50% share, uh, and therefore he's like swapping uh, things for idol worship, which is benefiting from idol worship, which you're not allowed to do. Ella uh, must be that it's uh, rabbinic thing a uh, it's really visa uh, that the rabbis uh, did, did why she uh, because that uh, the rabbis are worried that he goes back uh, to his way what 's going to happen? the guy's going to come and he 's going to you see know, he converted and all of a sudden his father uh, makes millions uh, in in the in the, in the market or so he does some good deals uh, etc and now uh, he dies you know if he wouldn 't um, uh, uh, you know get in a part of the inheritance, he would say, listen, uh, you know I, I feel like giving it up, uh, even though in theory you can 't actually uh, give it up uh, you know in renown your Judaism, once you converted, you have converted, uh, but still you might uh, be, be uh, uh, you know, you'll feel very upset about that and, uh, and, and start, you know, behaving rebelliously. Anyway, Tanya uh, Namiyaki, that's why they do allow you uh, to inherit it, even though uh, it's not uh, from a Torah point of view. Tanya Namiyaki, we also learned when we say that, when they inherit it, it says, but when it's a partnership. Uh, then you'd be forbidden uh, to do it, okay, because then you are getting benefit uh, from uh, non-Jewish, uh, uh, idolatrous things. Uh et just finishing off, uh, a non-Jew, et a go, so from, from a, uh, and a, uh, uh, a, a non-Jew uh, and, and also uh, um, uh, so uh, a non-Jew doesn't inherit property from his father who's a convert uh, from a Torah and uh, a rabbinical thing and a convert doesn't inherit uh, uh, property from his father who's also uh, a convert okay uh, you know and, and that's it's, uh, it if, if, if just the father converts a non-Jew doesn't get uh, the, the child who's still non jewish doesn't get it and even if they both convert it uh, they don't, uh, they wouldn't get uh, property from there, uh, did none, as we learned in the Mishnah, Mishnah in Shvitz. Um, uh, what happens if you borrowed money from a convert, your son's converted, uh, and then, there was, you know, what, now there's essentially no um, uh, uh, ties uh, between the father and the son. Uh, you're not allowed to uh, give back. Uh, the money if you lent and then the father died you shouldn't give the money uh, back uh, to the to the to the sons over them uh, and if you do return it, the rabbis uh, aren't uh, pleased with you. So now Rashi has a whole story about this. Uh, Rashi said, We shouldn't understand this, with, uh, the rabbis aren't happy with you. Uh, means, as you know, you're just leaving it up to the individual, says Rashi. If you want to, you can, but you don't have to. Uh, okay? And that's it. Uh, the Ramban, the Ramban uh, says, Listen, the rabbis aren't pleased with you because if you do uh, give it, then people are going to make mistakes. And say so, listen, uh, they, they think maybe he really is uh, the legal child, etc. So you know, uh, you, you know, if, and, and so there's a dispute over there whether you should give the money uh, back. Or, I mean, if you do give the money back, uh, whether Abbas really weren't pleased for you, it's just a turn of phrase. Um, there's Vatanya we have another brother that says the rabbis are oh, pleased with you and the Gemara says so there we, uh, you know, it, uh, the question is uh, whether the guy conceived and the birth uh, was totally outside of the Jewish people, uh, in other words he was totally non-Jewish when he was born and only later uh, the son converted uh, that way there's no legal connection between the two of them however uh, we're uh, here in this situation Uh, his mother conceived him before she converted only his birth uh, was uh, in in as a Jewish mother okay and therefore you can give money back uh, to uh, this guy right that's a good I mean still a little bit more to do here but uh, it's you know we've uh, been going along so uh, long share so uh, we leave it there everyone should have a great day